Hello, friends. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Dirt Division. Dirt Division is a race design specialist that takes liveries to the next level. They're fully capable of supplying and installing your signs and graphics no matter what your business. I personally use Dirt Division for my personal social media branding and logos and also branding logos and vinyl stickers for the podcast. From iRacing to real racing and from company cars to building signage. Click an email to matt at dirtdivision.com.au or visit the website dirtdivision.com.au. In this episode, we're joined by Shane Pike from Inspired Existence. Shane is a young gentleman who is filming and creating videos for the Australian mini trucking scene with a small team of people from throughout the whole scene. He has some pretty wild stories and some unfortunately could make it to air. We look forward to seeing what Inspired Existence has in store for us in the future and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Gutter to Gutter Podcast. I'm Static. I'm Shonk. And today, tonight, today, tonight, yeah. we are joined by Shane Pike from Inspired Existence. Shane, how you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Good, good, thanks. Um, so, Inspired Existence, mate, tell us a little bit about... about uh, Do you want the short story or the long story? Uh, let's, <laughs> we got all night, so... <laughs> um, well, basically, Inspired Existence didn't start... Um, I say it's basically Descent Productions is what inspired is right so Descent Productions started back in 2004 with Luke Kennedy and Dan Kilmore and they pretty much filmed everything from 2004 to 2011 yep. and then I went to Mini Madness 2011 did some filming and Luke goes oh do you want to part of Descent and then came Descent and then 2012 is when we were like uh, Dane at the time was a bit unwell couldn't go out to filming or anything and shows and stuff and so Kennedy and I pretty much wouldn't say took over the sun but rebranded it yep. and called it Inspired Existence okay so pretty much Inspired Existence is Descent Productions right it's been like that since 2012 2012 nice so you started off in the scene nice and early or back in 2004 no I didn't you didn't <laughs> I'm not that old no Kennedy and Dane yep. um, and a bunch of other guys were yeah, back right. then okay. it started the scene um, I didn't go on the scene until, I think it was 2008. Yeah, right. Okay. So, yeah, that's so, basically where Inspired came from, was from Descent. Yeah, right. There you go. Nice. So, the, that was that was all just like, from Descent. So, what, what, what was it that spurred the change? What, was it like a, just a naming thing? or? Well, like I said, uh, Dane was unwell yep. and he couldn't travel and stuff. And then Luke sort of lost a little bit of moment, uh, motivation at the time. Yeah. And I was motivated, like... Been and I wasn't in the scene from like 2008 yep. uh, for a while. I was sort of around the scene. Yeah, right. I knew I knew Cast guys and all that sort of stuff. And yep. then basically I was motivated and then I got Luke motivated after doing the video of Mini Madness 2011. So they gave him a bit of a kick, kick in the ass. Yeah, and pretty much. Back into it. Pretty much got him back into it. And then we're like, oh, Descent sort of, we don't want to uh, ruin their reputation or anything. So we thought we'll, we'll start something new. Yep. And start fresh, bring out new content, new ways of filming, yep. do all that, and obviously now we're doing more interviews and stuff like that. Yep. Um, basically, just keep it interesting. Yeah, We've nice. never tried to be anything more than what it is. Yeah, nice. That's so cool. that was the initial change, just to motivate and get more out. Yep. So it's just just yourself and, and Luke doing the, the thing now. Have you got anyone else helping you out there? Oh, we've got a big team. Big team, yeah. Nice. Yeah, all, a, a Give everyone a shout out. 
Um, so, got myself. Yep. Um, and Kennedy, which Kennedy is actually co-owner of Inspired Existence. Yep. We did a 50-50 when we first started. Um, and then we had, uh, who was it? Just trying to think of the names now. <laughs> They're probably going to hate me now. Um, we've got Momo from Perth. Yep. Um, Stephen Miranda. He's been a big part of uh, Inspired in the last three years. Yep. Two, three years. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's had his own in the builds and everything. And yep. He's travelled from Perth to East Coast pretty much every year and hung out with us and did some filming and everything. And That's he's awesome. been a big part of it. And yeah, then we've nice. got uh, Jim Davies. Yep. A lot of people know Jim's a part of it, but no one actually understands why. So Jim's a part of it just because he's helped with my build and my Triton. Yep. Um, I used to live with him and yep. we're pretty much just always together. So it's just everything we did filming wise with his truck or going at shows and everything, he was always there and yep. it just seemed fitting for him to be a part of it. And that's um, yeah, that's that's about it. Nice. So is is everything you do with Inspired, is it all mini trucks or do you sort of branch out into other stuff? Well, we do branch out into a lot of stuff. So yep. we start off, mini trucks is our, that's our yep. passion. That's where we're always going to be going through it. Um, but we also do a lot of motocross and a lot of other cultures like lowriders and that yep. custom sort of side. Yep. So it's not just mini trucks. Yeah. We just like that whole lifestyle around mini trucks. Yep. Yep. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's basically just anything to do with that style of culture. Yep. So if there's an FMX show, we'll go there. Or like yep. just a few weeks ago on MX Dome, just to check out the track and film there. Yeah, nice. I did, see, I did see that little pit box. Like, yeah. How cool is that? That is definitely cool. It's um, different. Yeah. <laughs> it's a short track, but it's very uh, it's enjoyable to watch. Yep. So do you get to ride around it at all? Or? No, I can't ride a bike. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can ride a bike, I just choose not to. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's fair enough. Um, so when, when did you get into mini trucking? You said, you know, like it wasn't straight away, you hung around it for a little while. What? Well, when did you get into it? Well, basically, back in 2008, I was, my sister used to live in Coco, yep. or Western, sort of suburb over. Um, so I met a lot of the guys through BMX. So I used to ride BMX, used to race and everything, and as everyone knows, mini truckers come from BMX or skating or something most of the time. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them, yeah. Like, I myself, yeah, raced and yeah. street. So, sort of used to go to Coco Skate Park pretty much every weekend. So yeah. I lived on the coast, but I was up, always up in Coco every weekend. Yeah. And when I got riding and everything, I got to know uh, Kathy, Cameron Green, and yeah. Trent Crawley. They both had mini trucks. Yeah. Um, Trent Crawley had a dual cabra day that was Haggard, but it was a big drag pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kathy uh, had a dual cab Hilux. It was black and it was diesel. Yeah, right. It was a shitbox. <laughs> <laughs> But it had, uh, it had two tanks and everything in it, and you put 200 pieces on and all four wheels would go off the ground like a foot and a half. And I was yep. like, that's sick. Wow. Um, funny story about that. 2000, I think it was the end of 2008, after we sort of hung out and everything, he goes, well, have you been dragging? I was like, no. <laughs> I haven't been dragging. I had my mate Roman with me, and I was in Hilux. And he goes, oh, we'll go out to Hez, and we'll go out and do um, some dragging, which is, Hez is just like two-lane road in the middle of like an industrial state. Yeah. And it has a train track in the middle. <laughs> oh, so we went down uh, to Hez, he's doing about a buck twenty and he starts laying it out and it starts seeing sparks everywhere, sparks coming in the cab of the Hilux and we're in the lane over, like this is how much sparks there are. And uh, we're dragging it and everything, he lifted up for the railroad and came back down, I was like that's fucking sick and then next minute the drag block fell off, fell off. <laughs> but he's still dragging to a chassis. So I was like that is sick, I like that and I've yeah. liked it ever since. And then Trent used to go out and do Dragon also at the same spot. 
um, for years they would sell the truck and get another truck go out driving pretty yeah. much yeah. but um yeah 2008 was pretty much where I was around the scene I wasn't actually in the scene but I was around the people in the scene yeah 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 I remember back in the early ZA days we had a um actually I won't name him <laughs> but um, we, we had a guy in the club he um he bought a, a very well-known truck back in the day and um he pretty much he dragged right through the rail on that he, we spent one night following him around sort of getting video ourselves mm-hmm. and i don't think he lifted i don't think he inflated the bags for about 30 k's <laughs> but that means you're just doing a good job yeah that's right <laughs> but, but this is like he'd, he'd pull up to lights yeah. On, on rail, take off from lights on rail. That's he pretty just much what didn't we used to do. at all, and um, that was absolutely nuts. And I, I don't know how he didn't get caught. Yeah, we used to do the was... same thing in um, Kathy's truck. Well, we used to go to Newcastle at the Bar Beach and stuff. Yeah, we used to just cruise everywhere, pretty much dragging. Yeah, doesn't matter if it was a main road or anything. I'm in the back, like screaming at people drunk, yeah. <laughs> and he's just dragging everywhere. The amount of looks he get on from other people dragging down the street. So they think yeah. something's wrong with me. That's right. <laughs> like, obviously, there is something wrong with me in the yeah, back drinking, but right. it's dragging just, yeah, yeah. puts yeah. a smile on people's faces. Yeah, I reckon it was probably about 15 minutes into it, we sort of wore the, one of the drag locks on the front, like the front of our car. And um, yeah, by the time we sort of pulled up, we are like, man, you've got no blocks left. How are you even doing this anymore? He goes, oh, I don't know. He aired it back up, and you could literally sort of like just poke the... The bottom of the chassis rail. Yeah, so we did a good job. Yeah, yeah, so we did a good job. It was yeah, like maybe half a mil of actual chassis. It was still there, but it was. Well, you know what they always say. They've been saying for ten years now, twenty years now. If you drag rail, you're a real man. (laughs) 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 Hence why when I got my my Triton, but I didn't have blocks on it. I dragged it around pretty much. (laughs) You got to do it once in your life. Yeah. So is the Triton still around? It's currently for sale at the moment. Yes. So I sold it back in. May, I think it was, for 300 bucks. I just, yeah, right. The motor was stuffed and needed a lot of work. Yeah. Because I, I tore it down to re- rebuild it. Yeah. But I had to move house and all that sort of stuff, so I couldn't take it with me. And yeah, unfortunately, I had to sell it and couldn't sell it anywhere. Yeah. And then uh, a guy actually messaged me and he goes, Oh, I'll take it. 300 bucks. Yeah, he came and picked it up. Um, he said he was going to build it and everything. He had another single cabin stuff. And then I'm guessing. Other things came into play, life comes into yeah. play, and unfortunately it's up for sale again. So, so tell us the story of that, because that didn't make it real far. <laughs> no, it didn't. It? Do you want the long story of yeah, give us why, long, give us why we chose that truck, yeah, or do you want the story long. of why we built it? No, I give up all of it. Yeah. Um, so it? that Triton has been pretty much oh, my best mate, Sam. It was his old truck, yeah. or his old man's old truck. They had it for years. It, it's been in his family for, I'm guessing, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And then that used to be a camping truck. Yeah, right. So every time we went camping or go in the bush or jump it or go pretty much full driving on the beach or anything, that was the truck we took. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it had dents and everything on it. And the chassis wasn't twisted, but it was. It needed a lot of work. <laughs> um, and then I think it was one day I, I didn't have a truck. No, I had my Lexus. I had a Lexus ice 200 as a nice daily. And yep. um, that got rear-ended in front of my work and got written off. So I got a payout for that. Yeah. Just after I bought the Triton off the bank for hundred bucks. Yeah, that bucks is, that's a recipe for disaster, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I had five grand from my Lexus, yeah. and I said to Jim when I was living with him, "Oh, what do I do with this five grand? Like, do I build a truck or buy a truck?" And he goes, "Oh, you got the Triton. You paid hundred bucks for it. Just build that." And so that's where that came into play, where I was like, "Yeah, I'll buy everything I possibly can for it in one year." Yeah. Which was like three, eight, four grand. 
yeah. and the other thousand was just like grinded discs and all, yeah. the, usual stuff. all the stuff yeah, you yeah. Need, yeah. all the consumables all the all yeah. yeah and then uh, I think it was end of May so two months before halfway uh, my notch plates and everything came in from X Garage so we went and boarded all them up and got them sorted and then that pretty much motivated us to be like well instead of taking that time with this you just want to do a crunch um, well I actually said the crunch Jim didn't want to do it so, <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so it's it was 14 days out and I drove the truck to the shed and on the 13th day before halfway uh, we took the tub off we took everything out we possibly could like all the fuel tank and all the lines and all that sort of stuff and I spent probably a good seven days just grinding that chassis yeah. I didn't do anything for seven days besides grinding that chassis taking all the mounts and everything off um, what else was it yeah we had the notch plates and everything done yep so when we finished grinding everything put it in the shed uh, put the notch plates on it to see where everything's going to sit and then that's pretty much that motivated us the last six or seven days to get it completely done wow and we actually did, Jim did a really good job on that mm. so the way we set it up it was set to uh, late 22s yeah right so we got I think it was 240 mil worth of lift and it was overlaid pretty hard. Yep. Just so I can run 22s on. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the 20s that we had at the time were 20s, but they had the rolling diameter of 22s with the tyres. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we used to bag. Hence why I had 20s on it for a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was just whatever we could do to get it to the show. Um, I dragged through the tub, <laughs> everything. <laughs> it, it wasn't the greatest truck, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I remember, what was it? I think it was the day before we were supposed to leave on the Thursday. Uh, I, it got done, fuel lines and everything in, it was running and driving. And I was on my way to the shed and Jim's already taken it up the street drag. <laughs> yeah. I come to the shed and I'm like, where did you go? And he goes, oh, I just went for a drag. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a drag pretty good. And he goes, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I was like, sweet, no blocks on it or anything. <laughs> and then we came back and we're like, all right, let's get into the tub. So we cut the tub up, cut the whole floor and everything out. We, butchered that thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't care how neat it was or anything we just wanted to see that with the chassis didn't even have mounts on the front we just had back, mounts on the back <laughs> um, so when we did that I was like oh yeah sick I've got this airline I had three eighth lines at the time but I made it really long so you could stand out of the back so when you're looking at the back of the truck all you see is airlines in the boot oh in the back of the tray <laughs> remind you of like the old bag and truck yep. um, so we did that got it done got it driving and everything and then uh what was it the day of we're about to leave i think it was like 10 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock uh the center bearing blew because oh. we didn't have a split shaft in it so the yeah. angle wasn't right and it was sky high in the front um so i ordered one from repco and i'm pretty sure i ordered it that day and then we got it a couple of hours later on the way back this is like 3 30 in the arvo yeah we're supposed to leave at 8 o'clock that morning oh. <laughs> So it was 3.30 in the arbor, got the center bearing and everything in, got everything packed up, got the tub on, um, got all the stuff in the truck ready to go, because uh, I took everything to the shed. And then on our way back, uh, leaving the shed, dragged it and everything, we had no exhaust on. So <laughs> the exhaust was cut pretty much from the front doors back. Yep. Um, so it was pretty much no exhaust, loud. Uh, drove it down the road, and I'm driving like five mil off the ground, just in the rear. Some Tommy caravan the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it some too. Like I'm not I'm not playing around. I'm putting my foot down, trying to get some speed, dragging it on the tub and everything, because the tub used to sit on the ground before the chassis. Yep. 
So I'm dragging a tub the whole way for about 400 meters or so. Get down the hill, come up the bend, I'll be T. Oh no. They heard, they would have heard everything. <laughs> they would have heard this, this monstrous little triton just revving off its tits going down this hill they're just and dragging sort of, They're just sort of sitting there just waving, just go please, go please, go please. We've got someone coming. Pretty much, I reckon that's what I do. I've never seen the RBT there in that spot. Yeah. So for the last, for the four years I used to get it, I was going to the shed with Jim and like pretty much every weekend. Yeah. Never saw any cops, never saw any RBTs. The day I go to leave a halfway, there's an RBT. So he pulls us in and Jim's in his truck and he's already aired up. Like he already knows, like he's yeah. engineer, he's all right. Yeah. Um, he pulls in behind me and the first thing the copper goes, goes, you know, this vehicle isn't complied. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously I got airlines in the back and everything and it's sitting idling, sounding like it's got no exhaust. Doesn't have an exhaust, sorry. Um, I had to turn the car and everything off because he couldn't hear me. <laughs> oh no. So he goes, oh, can you step out of the car? Here's your, your breathalyzer and everything. Yep. Gave him my ID and stuff. And he goes, all right, where's the chassis number and all sorts of stuff. And stupid me, didn't think so I was in halfway habit mode. Yeah. But I was looking at the engine bay for the chassis number. <laughs> so we walked around, I showed him the engine bay and everything. And it's like, you can see it's cut. And I'm like, that's my mistake. And then we went to the back of the chassis, found the chassis number, he looked it all up and everything. He goes, yeah, no worries, all this sort of stuff. And he defected me for uh, airbag suspension. So suspension not to comply, uh, the 20s, yeah. no exhaust, um, and something else, no bump stops. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he gave me a uh, yellow label. Really? And he goes, I'll give you an hour to get home. Oh. Funny bit was, when we left, obviously, because it's loud, the cops are just watching me the whole way. So I'm aired up as high as I can. So I'm pretty much like Tyrone Caravan the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> I drive up over the hill, and I air it out and drag a little bit, and next minute the center bearing blows. And I'm stuck on the side of the road, 500 meters away from the RBT. <laughs> so. That's the second center bearing, yeah. That's the second center bearing. <laughs> I went to two center bearings on the first day. Um, so we got pulled over on the side of the road. And I'm pretty much like pissed off at this time. Like I'm so angry. <laughs> I couldn't make it the halfway, which is a blessing in disguise. I wouldn't have made it any of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, it was a weird shutter sound as anything happens with the center bearing. Pulled over, went on the left, checked it out, and all that. And we noticed the center bearing's completely gone. Yeah. There's no rubber around the bearing, it's just tail sharp hitting the loop. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, how am I going to get this back home? And then Jim's uh, grandma, or auntie, or someone, I can't remember who it was, lived like two streets away. So I didn't want to drive it because I felt like I was going to break it because it literally felt like the rear wheels were coming off the ground. Yeah. So I got in Jim's truck. And drove his while Jim drove my truck. And he's driving like two mil off the ground, pretty much dragging, because it's the only way he could drive it. Yeah. And then left it at his um his auntie or uncle grandma's place, yeah. and it sat there for a few days, and then went and picked it up and took it home. Jeez. It's an experience. Well, definitely. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do it probably this time. <laughs> I remember when when I saw it, I was heartbroken. I was like, oh, that's fine, because I know you'd had, you'd put that crunch mm. in, and then you're not <clears> making it. I didn't. I had no idea what the story was behind. I just knew you got defected. Yeah. No. There was. There was. A, there's a lot of story with that truck. It's. It's hard to pinpoint everything about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, like I said, it was in the family for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. It was sentimental value there, but there wasn't sentimental value. Like. Yeah. Because yeah. we thrashed it through the bush and everything, I didn't really care about it per se. Yeah. I still sort of don't. <laughs> it was good to be thrashed. Yeah. yeah. Like the, how much struggle we had just building that rear end. Like it was only backed in the rear, but it was so much struggle in 13 days. Yeah. 
Um, I got. I think it was the tenth day. I just got over it. I yeah. didn't want to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm underneath trying to cut something. It was just only like ten mil worth of plate that I had to cut, and yeah. I was like, "Nah, I'm pissed off." Jim, you did a rest. <laughs> oh. It got bad. Yeah, I remember watching that the video of it, but and then that mm. yeah, it was there. Yeah. Uh, well, you win some, you, you lose some. Yeah, that's it, man. That's, but it, heck, it's a story. You get to tell me <laughs> <Yeah, story. laughs> <laughs> story. Yeah. And like I said, I'm glad I filmed it. Yeah, yeah that's right. I almost didn't. Yeah, well, well, there you go. So have you got have you got a truck at the moment? Have you got? I don't have a truck at the moment. I do have a chassis. Yeah. It's up at my uncle's place in Tamworth. Uh, I've got a red air chassis. That was originally supposed to go in my wagon, but it's obviously not going to happen now. Yeah. Because I'm too busy trying to get my wagon on track to drive it. Um, but I will build another truck. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's the next thing up the wagon. So what's, what's the D21. What's the go with the wagon? So the wagon is technically not my first car, but my first car. Right, okay. So my stepdad at the time. I feel a story. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a long one. There's a lot of sentiment about yeah. this, this car. Um, I've had it for 13 years. Yeah, right. Um, I think I've had it when I was like 13 or 12, right around that time. It yeah. was pretty much a, a running car that was sort of broken on the side of the road so it needed a lot of work but it was had everything there to get running yep. it just needed like a day's worth of work um it was faded paint and everything or well, it looked faded i think it was just because it sat in the sun for years yep um my old man at the time stepdad he bought it for 1200 bucks yep um it's a factory turbo wagon too matching number yeah um which are hard to come by very hard yeah yeah very hard i still haven't found another one for sale yeah. except for I think it was three months ago I found one and it was sold within five minutes. <coughs> yeah. um, but anyways, we bought it, took it home, and my stepdad's a mechanic. He's yep. been a mechanic for NRMA, I think it was, for 30 years. Yeah. So brought it home. Um, we got it running to drive home. Drove it home, uh, he put it in the garage and pretty much spent a good year just tidying everything up. Yeah, right. Putting everything, genuine parts. Yep. It needed a new turbo and everything, so put genuine turbo on it. Uh, clean up all the interior and everything, mostly interior. Some stuff got re-trimmed and everything, um, but it was spotless, like museum sort of spotless. Yeah, wow. Um, and then he drove it as a daily to work for a few years there, and I sort of just was on the sideline helping him build it. Yeah. We butt heads a lot because I wasn't a fan of Volvos at the time. I hated Volvos. <laughs> Absolutely hated them. Uh, it wasn't an, it wasn't until I actually got in that car and got driving that my elves that fell in love with me um but yeah that car got pretty much restored it's mad um but still factory paint yep yeah but it would, it looked like i had a respray and everything yeah right like my stepdad was out in the garage once a week with a toothbrush cleaning the wheels because <laughs> he had these mesh sort of wheels on it yeah it was with a toothbrush cleaning the wheels yeah. um he had a rag with like shoe polish with the bumpers and everything yeah all old school sort of stuff for a lot of years That's there, so cool it, was, it was always clean, always like he's go get a car. Yeah. Um, and then it's it sat for a little while there when he bought another car, and it just sat in the garage for a while. Yeah. Um, this has gone on like another six years or so, and then I don't know. Just every time he went to drive or wasn't driving, sorry, when he went to work, I'd get it and drive it and have my peas. <laughs> <laughs> he still doesn't know that to this day. <laughs> um, whenever he was at work, I used to take it for a drive. Yeah absolutely loved driving it like it wasn't powerful or anything yeah um and then what was it i think it was about this is going about eight years on now um he gave it to me as a 21st birthday present 
Yeah. So I'm 27 now. Yeah. Or 26, sorry. He gave it to me as a 21st birthday present because yeah. he knew I, I was driving it all, all the time. He eventually found out. <laughs> um, and I was researching everything about it. Like, I wanted to know everything about the engine, everything about the transmission, all that. So I knew how to work on them. Yep. Um, he gave it to me, and I think it lasted about a year and a half, and I blew the engine. Oh, no. <laughs> but before that, that my stepdad doesn't know, I actually got it like a bigger turbo on it and tuned it and stuff. Yep. And it made 245 kilowatts. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Stock bottom end in that. And then, yeah, like I said, I think it was just after tuning. Um, I was driving down in the Rimba at Central Coast and my mate was in his van behind me. And we're going to a meet, like a car meet in Tugra. Tugra was like half an hour away. Yep. And I wasn't even giving it much. I gave it like a little bit of a hit coming out of the, um, onto the main road and just exploded. <laughs> I was picking up Conrad's on the back of the on the tire on my mate's van behind me. Oh. Um, oil went everywhere. Pretty much, I was annoyed that I left the car inside the road for a good four hours. Still went to the car <laughs> Still caught up all my mates, and then realised all right, I need to get a tow truck. Picked the wagon up on the side of the road. Um, still, heaps of pieces were on the road like a day later because I wanted yeah. to go find some. <laughs> I picked up some blocks, some Conrad's, some bearings. I, put, I still got all them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, funny enough, it, it blew a hole from one side of the block all the way through. So, and it blew the cranking pieces and everything. Wow. Um, so when that blew, I decided I'm going to put it, I'm going to get another engine, I'm going to build it and stuff like that. Yeah. For about three years, I couldn't find an engine. Yeah. So the wagon sat there uh, on the grass driveway at my parents' place for about three years before I found another engine uh, from the local the one shop I didn't look at, they had one. Paid two hundred bucks for it. Oh wow! Well, Paid two hundred dollars for it. It was a matching number engine too. Yep. So I built that one. I built that engine, um, and then I lost. Well, I didn't really have a job at the time. Yep. Um, I was doing a bit of labour work here and there, a bit of carpentry stuff like that with my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and then I built that engine. Had to sell it because I had to pay bills and everything, and I just sort of lost interest. Yep. Um, and then I think it was about two years down the track, I ended up buying a one year Z V8 for it. Yeah, right. Um, that my parents don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> all, my, all my money sort of spent on that. Yeah. yeah. So my mate had a, uh, he used to build engines in Newcastle. Yeah. Up in uh, Sandgate. Yeah. Uh, in his backyard. And I gave him a one year Z engine. I said, I want you to do uh, something cool with a turbo. Here's five grand just to start. Yeah. Um, which my parents only thought I only spent 500 bucks. <laughs> they don't know anything about the ball way. <laughs> if they listen to this, I'm screwed. <laughs> anyways, he, he got back to me about six months later. He goes, I finished your engine. And at this time, I had no photos, no videos, no nothing. I didn't know what he was doing. I just gave him five grand and said, do what you want, make it cool. I want it turboed. I want yeah. it one year Z, make it sound good, etc." Yeah. Um, I came back to his, well I went and saw it six months later at his shed and it was sitting on an engine stand there was a precision turbo on it and everything and there's big polished uh, rocket covers and stuff on it and I was like okay that is not exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> so he gave it a run through and he did the 4.2 litre stroker in it, uh, it had a 75-76 precision, it was all ported and polished heads and everything, um, he did the whole bottom end rebuild. Uh, forged pistons and uh, brand new rings, bearings, rods, the whole deal. I was like, how much does it cost you? And he goes, oh, I had most of the parts here. 
Like, it would just spend the five grand on that. And he goes, oh, the turbo was three and a half. Like, so I basically got into it. I didn't pay labor for it. Yeah, yeah. They basically built me an engine for five grand that made, uh, he had an engine dyno at his mate's place yep. up in Newcastle somewhere. Um, he goes, I'm going to take it here on Saturday. This is a week uh, before, like, when I saw it. Um, and he rings me up on the Saturday arbor about seven o'clock at night. And he goes, you're going to be happy. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I just put your engine on the dyno. On the engine done on the stand. I was like, oh, yeah, how much does it make? And he goes, 825. I'm like, what? Horsepower? And he goes, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wow. So it made 825 horsepower at the flyer on yeah. 23 pounds. Jesus. And he goes, your engine's perfect, perfect for your car. I didn't have a gearbox for it. I just had an engine. <laughs> Oh, no. So I didn't know where I was going to go with that because I didn't know what if I was going to power glide or if I was going to go to a 400 or what was going to happen with that. And basically, it sat at my mate's shed for a good three years, two years, before I decided, no, nah, I can't put it in the wagon. I don't have the funds for it anymore. Or yeah. I decided to go back to a factory engine. Yeah. Sold that engine for seven grand. And that funded all my other stuff, like my utes and Volvos and everything. Yeah, pretty much use that just to live off <laughs> so i had another engine for it it was going to be a wild car but i sort of decided nah i'll go back to a factory volvo engine so yeah, sort of the, the next thing you'll be picking up off the road will be the diff yeah <laughs> now they have down the 30s in them really they got uh jeep down the 30s in them well wow. oh, okay. strong yeah jeez the only problem that i'm going to have with this new engine is i've got an automatic yep. it's a bone stock gearbox they're weak yeah. I didn't hold much power. Yeah. So I'll be lucky to hit 300 horsepower. <laughs> I was already slipping when I made 240, so. Yeah, right. Wow. But no, so I built, got another engine I bought um, about a month ago. Well, just over a month ago. Bought it from a guy from a Volvo farm. Yep. He was down south in uh, Wollongong somewhere. Yep. Down that way, Cornell, I think it was. Uh, he had an engine for sale. A B2, he said it was a B230 FT, which is the matching number for my car. Yep. And he goes, 400 bucks, you can have it. All right, sweet. Not knowing what was done to the engine, I just go, yeah, I'll buy because they don't come up very often. Yeah. Went down there, checked it all over, and it looked pretty decent. Had grease and grime, usual stuff. Like, it's just made yeah. out of a running car. Yeah. Um, he goes, oh, it's had a rebuild at some time in its life. I was like, all right, yeah, sweet. That means I don't have to do it. Got home. Uh, two days later, I actually pulled the sump and everything off and yep. took the head and everything off it. Checked it all. It's all brand new. Oh, wow. The guy fully rebuilt the whole thing. Um, the previous guy, not the guy yeah. I bought it off, the previous guy before him. Yeah, he right. fully rebuilt it. Had I had the receipts and everything for it. How good is that? Yeah, so I scored with that. That's Hence awesome. why I'm doing the bigger turbo and yeah. the upmarket ECU and a bit yeah. of injectors and all that. Yeah, what? So make some more power. That's awesome. Yeah, so I scored with that. Yeah, man. That's cool. I've got a, a little bit of a soft spot for the old Volvo wagon. I had a, um, what was the XC70? XC70. Well, it was a, it's like a no, it, no, it wasn't. You're talking about the wagon. Yeah, the v, it was a V70 cross country. cross country. Yeah. In cross country or non cross country? Cro cross country. It's a full drive. Yeah, the thing was awesome. Yeah, but um, awesome. it definitely needed a bit of boost, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the, the 2.4 is not really that great. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty gutless. Well, 2.5, sorry. It got up and moving though. Yeah, it went yeah. right for what it was. Yeah. Um, and more just for the sound. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people in Sweden, like this is my Volvo side of me getting into it. A lot of <laughs> people in uh, Sweden do the swaps. They yeah. do the turbo version fives, T fives they call them over yeah. there. They yeah. do swaps in two forties, seven forties to make a yeah. real drive. Yeah. Stuff right, like okay. that. Yeah. Um, and they also use the T sixes, which is the 
straight six twin turbos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all drive. Well, yeah, most of them okay. are. Yeah. Um, there are front wheel drive ones. Yeah. Most of them either switch them around a real drive or they buy a real drive ones. Yeah. And all of those conversions. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just because there's everything out there. Yeah. But they're underrated, those bombers. They really, they actually really are. Um, so what's yours? Yours is 740 wagon? Mine's a 1988 740 turbo wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was the 840s were the front wheel drives, aren't they? The 850s are front wheel drives. 850s, that's right. Um, yeah. The 850Rs, I could be wrong, because I haven't really looked into them that much in a long time. Yeah. Pretty sure they're all drive. The 850Rs. Yeah, okay. The 850T5s are the front wheel drive turbos. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think. Okay. Don't quote me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's mad. Um, let's get into the journey. Yes. Bit of a bit of a series you, you guys have been working on. What's 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 happening there? What's, what's so about four years ago. Yep. Um, Russell's out actually came to came to me in Canada. And he goes, oh, I want to do some old filming. Uh, do you have any old footage to make some videos in that? Yep. And at the time, we were just going to make like a couple of videos to put on the page, a couple of little episodes. Um, and then we figured it out that Russell didn't tell us how many people he wanted us to interview. <laughs> <laughs> He came back to us about a month later and he goes, I have 200 people who I want to interview. Wow. 200 people? What's going on here? <laughs> I thought we were talking about a small project. And then I uh, went from that to Kennedy going, yep, let's do this. I'll get the old descent footage, get all the tapes and everything. Yep. Let's just go all that on. So for, since I think it was 2016 is when we first started. Yep. 2018 is when we first released the, no, sorry, 2017 was when we first started. Uh, last year was when we released the first episode. So yeah. it took us two years to get 10 interviews and collect enough footage to do a 15 minute video. Wow. Jeez. Um, luckily enough, uh, Kennedy had a lot of footage, a lot of tapes and everything. We yeah. still haven't gone through all the tapes. We've gone through probably 50 out of a good 300 tapes. There would be so much to go through over the years. Yeah, well, we're trying to do 20 years of mini trial. Yeah. So from 2000 to 2020, yeah. what we're really trying to do. And you sort of you, you sort of you bridging that gap of like the old VCR times as well. Yeah. So I actually recently bought old tape camcorders and everything. Yeah. So it's when we film with the good camera that I've got, the big Sony that I've got, I have the old film camera on the side filming at the same time. Yep. So you get your before and after sort of look in the film and yeah, yeah. make it look a bit more nostalgic. That's so good. Um, but yeah, the problem we've having with it in the last couple of years is not only it's hard to get interviews yep everyone has their own sort of time yeah people have their families and everything yep. it's hard to pinpoint when i'm free or kennedy's free or russell's free to go yep. out and do interviews so all the people that have done interviews so far were very appreciative because they've gone out of their way to help us especially yep. when we went into melbourne yep um but the fine footage before 2004 is it's unheard of yeah the only person we've been able to find footage from is pete cullen and um, the old ZA DVD. That yeah, was made as yeah, well. we got the old ZA DVD. Yeah, yeah. Russell gave us the uh, what was it? I think it was custard wrestling. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was all that. Hey, that was a rad night. It was so good. Yeah, so we got the footage from that also. There was yeah, there was very limited footage of that night. Yeah. There was uh, many many tops came off. Yeah, big as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's how people party back then. That's right. Yeah, it's it. Um, but yeah, so it, it's been very challenging to find any footage yeah. pre two thousand and four. So if it wasn't for the Sam and Kennedy and Dan, the other guys filming and all that, we wouldn't be able to do it. So it's really thanks to Kennedy and Dan and the Descent guys for actually so that, collecting all that footage. So yeah, they, they put in the work without realising. Pretty much. Real early. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hence why in, out Inspire we film everything. Yeah. So it's like 10 years time you can look back on it. Yeah. Like we're not 
like I said, um, I've been saying for years, we're not trying to be the best or anything. We're just trying to showcase yeah. what people love. Yeah. So nothing's perfect. Nothing's up yeah. top notch or anything. But you well, that's really that. good. You know, you don't need that sort of super. Like, we know you don't need that super top <laughs> no. quality sort of production quality. You know, like. Yeah, well, it makes you think now, like, yeah, we're doing a documentary now. Yeah. Imagine what people are going to be like in another 20 years. Yeah, well, that's yeah. right. Here's all the footage. Yeah. It makes it easier. Um, that's right. But, yeah, audio-old footage is definitely an eye-opener. Yeah. It's definitely changed over the years. So that, that's good, actually. It's a, the very next question. How do you how do you think the scene um, differs, like, today from it? Like, right, I guess even when you first sort of got into it. It's, it's That's a hard one. It's a hard one to explain, like, it's not very easy to pinpoint how it's changed or yeah. why it's changed. It's more, you sort of just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> you sort of, when you're thinking about it, you sort of just go, oh yeah, okay, so back in the day, there was rivalries, the clubs, there isn't now. Yeah. How many trucks were back in the day, there isn't as many now. Like, yeah. Just thinking of it that way, you can sort of understand, yeah. like, it was bigger. Yeah. But there was a lot more, I should say, shitboxes around. Oh yeah. Of there was a lot of square yeah. notches and everything. There was a lot of people having to go. That was me then, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the it was. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely changed. I think it's evolved to a better thing. Yeah. The build um, quality and stuff, eh, is, yeah. Yeah. is way different. Seen a lot better build quality. Um, yeah, like, yeah, we saw a lot, a lot of shit boxes. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I like shit boxes. Yeah. When they're just made to pretty much, or built just to drag. Yeah. Just to take to a show yeah. and then get rid of it. I'm yeah. all for that. I love that. Yeah. Hence why I built my truck. Yeah. Um, but I'm also. I do appreciate the uh, back in the day when I used to have the big builds yeah. or like the well-known trucks like Toy Sled and uh, yeah. or, uh, what was the other ones? Agro for you, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Jones's trucks and stuff. Yeah, all those trucks I completely agree with them. Like they weren't big dollar builds, but back then no. they would have been. But they would have been. They, yeah, they were back then. But they were yeah. they were super tidy as well. Where mm-hmm. you know you you come you came away from that and sort of looking at these ones that made the magazines. And then you sort of look at what people are building that are just having a go in their backyard and like, oh, there's a big difference there. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is too that I've noticed with the documentary stuff is you could look at uh, a truck, say, 18 years ago. Yep. It looked like in magazines and everything, it was top-notch. It was just simple, really nice paint, yeah. 20s or 18s, sorry, at the time. Yeah. They weren't even laid, laid out like chassis half the time. Yeah. But they made it in magazines and stuff. People nowadays... With the budget they've got, like five, ten grand, a building just how they were twenty years ago, yeah. and then they are exceeding expectations and going all that, like Bobbin and McCream yeah. and all that. Like yeah. it's you got two sides of the story there, but when you look at the old trucks and look at them now, or just usual people driving around, you're like, that used to be how it was twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's the way I see it. Like, yeah. it's all different now. Yeah, like you, you bring up Agro, like I've, you know, like. I was originally like with with ZA and sort of when Pete first bought that thing, you know, it was his work truck. It yeah, exactly right. I, I kept, you know, like, it was a bunch of us who sort of kept kept in his ear like, make a mini truck, make a mini truck. None of us had a clue what mini trucks were. Make a mini truck, you know. He's mm. like, no, no, it's a work truck. Well, just like um, <coughs> Jamie uh, Smith said when we did the interview, yep. he goes, no one really knew what mini truck was. They were just finding things and making it cool. Yep. So they would cut the chassis make notch it a little bit wouldn't even do big notches I'd just do it so they can get lower that's right or they would run like old wheels off like old Hondas or something like uh, Tom Pollock Pollock yeah. said yeah. just stuff like that find other cars to work with your car that's yeah. how it was yeah. yeah it was all yeah it was all like um, you know Pete's got his surf chromies 
Mm. Um, so that's what it was, you know. It was whatever six stud wheels you could find, Pajero wheels or whatever. Yeah, well, the also the good thing with beast truck is that stem out is still there for the rest of the tool track. Yeah. Back then, no one did anything. Yep. Nah. And everyone was trying to go the bigger wheels, the bigger, flashier wheels, because that mm. was around like the 2000 mark where. It's it, the, mark. Where the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where everyone was trying to go 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone's trying to fit well, 20s on big, everything. Big and chrome, and that and, was all about it. Yeah. And there's Pete with 16s. Yeah, you know? and still in the show, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we, we he, spoke about that in the interview yeah. in the interview we did with Pete. Yep. How he's saying, oh, going to auto salon, there's all these cars that are like crazy sensors and crazy paint jobs, and yep. all these big chromies and everything. And there's just Pete's truck in the background. It's like still factory, sort of paint color. Yep. Yeah. With pretty much steelies on it with a tilt tray and backed. That's yep. all it was. And he still won trophies and everything. Yeah, he it's just... Like, it's amazing. Yeah, he just, like, he, he was very meticulous. Like, he always kept it tidy, mm. you know. So, even when you did tilt the tray, like, the, the chassis and everything underneath was really tidy. It was always clean. Like, yeah, he, he had an extreme attention to detail when it came to that. But, yeah. Um, no, that, that also... Um, it's a difference now. So, yeah. back then, obviously, like, a lot of shitboxes are around. No one yeah. really cared. These yeah. days, if you build a truck, if it's not clean or if it's not, like done to perfection yeah. no one really looks at you no. yeah they just think it's like an old shitty mini truck from back in the day yeah <clears throat> no one understands how much work goes into them now yeah that's right well that was a lot of that was the same in the day you know like if you were in a mini truck club you weren't really a mini trucker unless you had one of those top quality builds yeah. as well um <coughs> i'll always go back to that the, the the truck that won the shit box trophy um <laughs> Like that thing was absolutely horrendous. It had valves cable tied to the chassis. It had wow. well, actually, I don't even think they were cable tied. They might have been gaffer taped or something like that. Um, you see, that's bad. Yeah, the, ta- <laughs> the tailgate was tech screwed. Well, the tailgate was plywood tech screwed to where the tailgate would sit, but on the inside, the fuel tank was oki strapped to it. Like I'm dodgy, but that that's beyond me. <laughs> but that, that who even does that? That, that won the shitbox award because it was the biggest shitbox there. There was thirty or forty others. You know what I mean? That, that I feel like when we were running far from the box trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we could see this yeah. this contraption, something yeah. would come up. Oh, I honestly, I wish I could. I wish I could sort of take a, a photo of the, the memory I have of this thing. You would not believe it. But um, it, yeah, it wasn't the only shit box there. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just the biggest shit box. I feel like they just can't have a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have any go at people. We just need to give someone a shitbox trophy yeah. just for the fun of it. Because we had people there. like We had um, the owner of uh, Jack's Tyres at the time. We had um, guys from Shannon's. And they're judging. Well, they're judging these cars because there was a show and shine as well. So they're walking around and they're looking at this thing going, what are we even meant to do with this? And I just, I just looked at them in the eyes. I said, I've got a trophy for this thing. No, you don't. I, went, I promise you I do. Wow. And I went and got this busted ass brick. With you know broken <laughs> brick, yeah, it was it was a brick with um bits of a broken trophy because as, as we pulled yeah. them all out, one of them was broken. So we're like, oh, we fucking try and make something. And yeah, so the biggest shitbox award, and it was like a Matchbox F100 that we sort of slammed with that brick. We broke the brick trying to break the truck. So we we sick of flexed it onto the brick and stuck everything else onto this brick. And there you go, that's a trophy. Biggest so shitbox. shitbox trophy for a shitbox yeah. truck. Yeah. yeah, and mate, the guy was proud as punch to have it. Oh yeah, I would be too. What a trophy for shitbox. <laughs> I'd be completely proud of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said before, it's definitely changed. Yeah. Definitely yeah. changed. A lot yeah. more people are tight near, but a lot more people trying to spend the time to build their trucks every yeah. now, and a lot more people are also um, more passionate now too. Yeah. I've yeah. noticed back in the day, yeah, they were into trucks and everything, but they were more into it just because it makes them. 
yeah. the way I see things. That's my opinion. Yeah, and, and trucks, a lot of trucks got built out of rivalry as well. Exactly. Yeah, like if so-and-so did this, so I want to do one better. Or... Yeah, exactly right. Like nowadays, if someone builds a truck, everyone gets involved. Yeah. Everyone, like, yeah. like I have a lot of people helping me yeah. that I'm very appreciative of, um, especially Dylan and Paul Harper. They help me a lot. They help me with my truck and they help me with my wagon now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like they come over, we do something in the truck, have a beer or two, hang out. It, from what I could see back in the day, it wasn't a lot of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was with like usual yeah, mates, it was all, all but it wasn't like someone club, random yeah. could come. Yeah. Um, just like when the new uh, Queensland guys come down, like Dylan Keane and stuff, uh, last year came down pick up his truck and stuff because it broke down at Ginderbine. Yeah. I think that's what it was. And we got all together and caught up with him at the local pub in Castle Hill. Uh, Thornley, sorry. Yep. yep. And just had drinks and had dinner and everything. Just stuff like that. It's, you wouldn't be able to do that back then. Nah. No, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't. Nowadays, everyone's more passionate about yep. it and they understand that you need these people. Yep. I suppose too, back then, there was no social media. That, that, yeah. that side of things wasn't yeah. as big and you didn't sort of, yeah. There was, yeah, there was, yeah, you're right. And, and there was a lot of misunderstandings that couldn't be, to, couldn't mm. be yeah. talked out. There'll be a lot of hidden, yeah. hidden things of how to stuff a bill. Yeah. Social yeah. media, yeah. People, people were keeping yeah. a lot of, trying like to keep a lot of secrets about Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good old duck forums. I had a build thread up there <laughs> of um, my mate's Triton at the time, and yeah, I'm not gonna get in that one, but his car nearly got impounded and everything because we were dragging tow paws. <laughs> but I'll stay out of that one, yeah. Um, but the good old duck forums where it's just yeah, shit stirring non stop. Yeah, how many tow balls? Four. At the same time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, They're at the back of the unlimited yeah. tub. Yeah. So yeah, we, um, I think we'd made up a, a hitch. One of the guys had like the fast hitch mm. um, tow bar sort of deal. So we made up a hitch off that that actually had yeah, five tow balls off it. So five tow balls upside down. It's so dangerous. I'm realizing now how stupid and <laughs> yeah, how dangerous yeah. that was. Yeah. Um, because back then, like when my mate had his Triton, it was like 2010. I didn't even know what really, like I knew Dragon because I went Dragon with Kathy and everything, but I didn't yeah. know how to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. So we just had a whole bunch of tow balls and we had a water and we're like, oh, let's just build this bracket. Let's put these four tow balls on. Let's just drag down the street. All yeah. right, yeah, cool. <laughs> the truck didn't even lay when it when sit down on the tow balls. It was tow ball and then it was like 50 mil before the chassis sat. Yeah. <laughs> we had to drag through the tow balls just to get to the chassis. But the tow balls stuck out like that. You yeah. could notice them. Yeah. Um, which actually brings me back to 2008. Tom Hodgins had a bagged VN wagon at the time when we went dragging. And he was dragging tow ball. We thought it would be a great idea. Yeah, one o'clock in the morning. Let's go dragging down Coco down the main street. Oh. Through the shopping centre, basically. There's like roundabouts and everything. He's dragging the whole way through. And uh, tow ball fell off and usual stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, another story. <laughs> yeah, there may have been back and forth missions from like sort of um, Northern Road to Nogola Road on the M4. On the M4 yeah. yeah. When you don't have you, you probably you'd probably have a bunch of footage of that actually. Yeah, I probably do. In a motel yeah. somewhere. Probably do. There's a lot of footage I still haven't gone through. Yeah. But it may, it makes you when you do those things, it's just a good memory. Yeah, it's and it. We're yeah. going to travel that in the documentary as much as we can. A lot of little stories yeah. and everything. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people have their own sort of say. There's a bit of an inter interclub rivalry just on just on that <laughs> night to see who could throw the the, lot, the, the, the brightest sparks and the longest. The, and the longest. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say this. Um, the one video we did with Inspire was our rail video. That is the video that we got the most controversy about. 
Yeah. We got like half a million views on it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> of people just talking shit and saying, oh, that's how you start wildfires. They're right. We, um, we had a bit of property sort of just out past uh, Penrith. And um, one of our mates that lived with us, uh, he actually, he bought Agro. Um, so he was like the second owner of Agro. Um, he came here, come up one night, just impressing everyone, just dragging all the way up the road, just throwing sparks everywhere. We had to run up the road and put out little spot fires. <laughs> <laughs> just... Yeah, well, when we did that video, it wasn't just like, I just put a set of blocks and go drag, I was filming it all. It yeah. wasn't like we went out for a drag for 10 minutes. I think we were yeah. out for a good three, four hours. <laughs> We'd go, because it was near the gym shed, we went out yeah. to the middle of nowhere, because it's over in Glenorie. Yeah. Um, so you can go in the middle of nowhere and just go yeah. dragging. Yeah. So we went through a set of blocks in Jim's truck and Chuck's truck at the time. Came back to the shed, put more on, <laughs> went back out. <laughs> we constant. I think we were dragging for a good three, four hours yeah. that night. But it was, yeah, that was a crazy night. And when we posted the video, we got so much hate for it. It was great. <laughs> it was so good to see. That's because that was the whole purpose of it. It wasn't just because like yeah, we think it's like cool or anything. Like it, yeah, it's, it's it is cool to us. Everyone yeah. else, I think, yeah. is just fucking stupid. Yeah. Not- but that was the whole reason why we posted the video. Like, I'll just put an Aussie band on it, Aussie music, talking about outlaws. Let's just do dragging in one video, just dragging. Had Chug spinning out in it while he's dragging and everything, like 80Ks. And, oh. But he's shit stir, but it, it was definitely enjoyable. We've been trying to build again for the last three years. <laughs> but no one's trucks are on the road. So that's, that's always a big one, too. Like, when's, when's, when are you going to finish your truck? Yeah, that's, that's the question you, you always hear. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think I'm going to start hearing that question soon. We put the tub back on. on the, on the, <laughs> the tub went back on, but the floor came out. So. The floor's out of it, yeah. How does the tub go on and the floor come out? No, the floor inside the, the car. Uh, I, I, I was no, going to say, did no you put the tub about... on the floor just like suddenly yeah. come out? Yeah. <laughs> no, I had no choice about the floor. It just... The floor wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't really there. No, so it's just carpet. Yeah. It's just not there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there was... I'll build another truck one day. We'll probably do the same thing with the yeah. truck and do a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> Get sick of it 10 days in. Yeah, as, soon as, as stupid as it sounds, I'd, I'd do it again. Yeah. I don't think Jim would. Yeah. But I reckon if I give him enough beers, he probably would. Yeah. <laughs> what will it be? Road to again, you think? No, I actually, <laughs> funny enough, my my perfect mini truck is a D21 King Gap. Yeah, with nice. a tough. Now yeah. you're talking. It's, yeah. all, it's been my go-to truck for years. I've never owned one. Yeah. I can't find them. And when I do find them, they want drug money. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. King Cab D21s are hard to find. But yeah. I don't care if it's auto or manual or anything. It's going to yeah. get an engine conversion. But yeah. uh, it, it needs to be a King Cab. Okay. Uh, that's that's the next truck. Hopefully. Well, if you do find it, you give it an engine conversion. Come mm. and speak to me. I'll probably want to get an engine out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be my go-to person for the engine. Yeah. Yeah. I need some money. I'll, I'll, just, yeah. I'll just say this. Yeah. <laughs> Fund me my other engine. <laughs> Sweet, all right, well, you, have you got anything or? No, no, right, nothing. We might wrap her up there. Yeah, if you want, yeah. So we're all good to go. Where can we find you, man? Where can we find yourself and inspired existence? Well, I'm sitting here having a drink. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find him at Shongi's Garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find me here. You did bring a six pack, so. Yeah, well, I had to bring respectable items. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we've got the Inspired Existence Australia YouTube. Yep. Uh, we're going to be doing all our documentary stuff through that as yep. well as our inspired chats. Uh, we are going to get more inspired stories out. 
Because yeah. when we did the documentary, we're going to pretty much cut pieces of that documentary to our own stories. Like yeah. what we did last year. Yeah. Um, Momo's going to have more in the builds, hopefully. Uh, my own in the builds I'm eventually going to do. Yeah. There's a few other people that we're going to focus on doing more in the build stuff. That is the idea. Yeah. Um, but you can find us there. We do have a, funny enough, we actually have a Spotify account. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. We posted it a little while ago. So every song that's in our videos is on Spotify. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so like, people don't want to watch the videos, they can still listen to music. Yep. Yeah, sick. Um, when they work on the trucks or anything. Uh, but yeah, Facebook, we're on Instagram too. Yep. So we, I try to post on there as regularly as I can. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that. Awesome. What about yourself, Sean? Where do we find you? Apart from in here, the Stronky Garage, Facebook, Instagram. That's about it. So about you, mate? Uh, Static Street Cars and Customs on Instagram. And Grinder. <laughs> that Grinder. Beat that. Yeah. Yeah. Flog that dude. Are you Ray Obi or Makita? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Hitachi, thank you. Oh, Jesus. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been Alright, and you can also you can also find the podcast at what is it at Cutter Podcast? Yeah, Cutter Podcast. I should know that. Yeah, I really should. You probably should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what's and that's on you find that on all the podcasts. They like you know Spotify and stuff. That's on. Yeah, there. you've you mainly all well, the big ones are Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. But you can pretty much find it anywhere podcasts are played. So. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Worth Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming yeah. to join us, Cheers, man. man. Oh, I'm honoured to be here. Ah, it's awesome. Cheers. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Gutter to Gutter Podcast. If you would also be so kind, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on your podcast platform of choice and let just one friend know about the podcast. These are great ways to help the podcast grow and reach more people. Hope you have a great week and look forward to the next one.